Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we dig in deep to analyze the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. I'm Andy Nelson from The Next Reel. And I'm Pete Wright, yours and forever from The Next Reel. We are talking about Jon Favreau's 2008 film Iron Man. And joining us again is Eric Nash from the Watchmen Minute Podcast. Hey, Eric. Hey, guys. Glad to be back. Glad to have you back. We are talking about Iron Man Minute 29 on today's show. The minute starts with Abu and his men trying to figure out which way is up and ends with Raza's dramatic entrance. Oh, man, we are so close to getting more of this guy. It's killing me. It's just I'm very excited. This is, uh, we, we get this, the minute starts and, and, you know, of course we, we get a little more of Tony building. He's welding. This is, this is this side of Tony that I think makes the title work so well, where we actually see him working in metal. Uh, you know, this whole idea of Iron Man and here he is welding metal pieces together. It just makes sense. And I love that about this film. You start thinking, okay, maybe they're leaning in a little bit too heavily on the title, but God, it just feels good to watch him get dirty engineering something, you know, creating something without the use of, of, you know, all the technology that we know he has at his disposal. I mean, it just lets us. He's solving a problem without just throwing money at it. And it's nice to be reminded that this is a hero that can work with his hands. And it does tie back so nicely to him as the grease monkey working on the car in his shop earlier and just getting a sense of this guy who can do that and isn't afraid to do that, even when he is just as comfortable wearing a tuxedo or being at an event at a casino or doing a presentation in front of investors. He clearly has a good handle on it. And I love that about Tony. It makes him feel so effective in so many ways. You know, he's not just the playboy, but here he is also building something. And you're right. It's just, it's really gratifying. We cut away from the moment. First he's welding, and then we see him attaching a little tank to his tube there. And then we get a great cut to the team. This is again, Abu, Ahmed, and Omar looking at the monitors. And they're, they have a photo of the Jericho missile, and they're talking as they are looking at the screen, trying to figure out exactly what he is doing. Um, this moment <laughs> is even funnier when you get it translated from the Arabic. It just cracks me up because Abu says, something doesn't feel right. <laughs> and then and then Ahmed says to him, flip the picture, <laughs> which makes no sense. Like, oh, that's going to that's gonna make it work. That's a great little moment of comedy that you have there buried in the... Um, not necessarily um, wonderfully spoken Arabic, but at least the actors are, are delivering it well enough where people can translate it for us. Well, see, I like that. It, it's a much better way to continue to leverage Abu, right? It makes me just <laughs> that much more relieved that we didn't lose him a minute ago. Right. Well, technically, I will say to that point, that scene of the, the backgammon match when all of that happens is actually several minutes after this, the way that it's scripted. Right. So they actually edited in here. And so he would have actually still been alive and would have died um, after this. So to that end, it would have been okay. <laughs> okay. So they are looking at the the thing. They can't figure it out. And then we cut to the cave and entrance again. 
And I know you're hot on this cave entrance. So this is this great moment where you have the, the guards outside. This is, you know, passage of time. We cut to these transitions. And just as a reminder <laughs> of what the guard looked like in the minute before this, from minute uh, 27, I think. So I'm convinced <laughs> that this is the exact same setup with the same people and everything. They just got a wide shot and a tight shot of these guards. And then they just played with the lighting and they 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 fiddled with the colors to make it look a little darker for this, uh, this shot in this particular minute. Uh, but I'm convinced that, you know, it's exactly the same setup and that they're not doing anything. Uh, they're not changing out the guards. We still have one bending down. The one who's standing, he's like bending down to warm his hands. It's totally the exact is, same four it's, guys. It's got to be the same guys. <laughs> but, you know, that's sort of believable. If anything, there's a slight angle. There's a slight angle change. Ever so slight. But Ever so slight. Yeah. Ever so slight. <laughs> like they just move the camera over a few feet yeah. to get the yeah. other shot. <laughs> I, I can imagine that this is kind of a Great Gatsby sort of thing where they're trying to say, you know, time passes, yet everything is exactly mm. the same. You know, time passes, yet nothing changes. But I really have a hard time just believing that that's exactly what their intention was. <laughs> Although I will say, I've never noticed that it's the exact same thing before. Well, it's about a, a yeah, it's about a second and a half, if that, right? I mean, it's right, short. right. Yeah, it's just the, not the thing that you're really paying attention to when you're watching in context of the entire film. Exactly. But uh, yeah, watching minute by minute, you really start noticing these things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do get a great shot of Raza here as as we see um, Tony. Uh, well, no, I, I guess it goes from Abu and his men. And then we get that exterior shot. And then we get that shot of Raza as he's watching Tony try, uh, trying out a leg piece. <laughs> And Raza's got that great moment where he kind of twists that ring on his finger. And, you know, he's of the Ten Rings terrorist group, so of course he's got a ring on. But it's a great little moment. And and he just has this fantastically intense face that works so well for this moment. He absolutely does. The guy is, uh, you know, you, you just would never know that he would go on to command a, a starship. <laughs> <laughs> really? I mean, amazing career trajectory it was it really was <laughs> and again all i can do as i look at this moment of him is now imagine him twisting his ring and then picking up a spoonful of peanut butter and <laughs> it in his mouth. <laughs> so we go from here and we cut to sinister uh green blue light uh and we we do get this one fantastic shot at second 35 it's another one of those shots that uh it's like a hero shot of tony stark because he has the welding goggles on and it's awesome as he looks up from his uh from his little uh torch yeah uh and visually i mean it's funny it reminds me so much of like an image you would see right out of the watchman it it is such a nice kind of yellow tone uh, we clearly he's working on stuff i love that he's welding pieces of metal together that are like old signs i think that's a, it's like a parking sign or so oh no it's a stark i i always imagined it yeah. said park which i think would be better <laughs> maybe it's like a gas station sign i think that would be great uh but no it's obviously part of an old weapon and i just love the the sort of grid of it and then we go blue again because the terrorists come in and there is nothing warm about it. It's almost more of a greenish light now. It's kind of like that kind of that sickly neon light that they're using. Right. 
which is pretty nice. Yeah, and the way they fan into the room is blocked so beautifully. Obviously, Tony and the Doctor know exactly what to do now. They've got their hands up over their heads, and the terrorists come in and they just sort of fan out. And we know that there is some level of incompetence of the terrorists on the other side of that door, but in in here, we don't know that Tony and Yinsen know that they are sort of incompetent. Not at all. It's always been fairly threatening. Yeah, aside from the laundry detail. Right. But otherwise, it's, I mean, the previous scenes where, where Abu has been talking, you know, we want you to build this missile and all this sort of stuff. It's, it, I mean, and Abu always acts like he's Tony's friend. Like, you know, as soon as, as soon as we're done, we'll set you free. But they know that that's a total lie. And so while Abu continues feigning this politeness and everything, he clearly is still the guard and Tony is still the prisoner. But what's interesting about this moment is as they come in, this is the moment where when we have Abu coming right in the middle, all of a sudden he kind of moves off to the side as well. And this is kind of that first moment where Raza is really coming in and taking center stage. And it's really gratifying to finally see this guy who's always been in the distance watching from afar now coming in for his confrontation. Absolutely. It's a little bit of a twist. You know, it's a twist that we already knew was coming. We knew at some point this guy was going to have to demonstrate his authority. But it's such a great reveal as the body's part at the end of this minute. And we see him emerge. It just looks great. Absolutely. We have a lot more guards here. Um, Again, we have uh, we have Abu, Ahmed, and Omar, of course, and Raza, uh, Ferran Tahir coming in. But then immediately flanking Raza, once he's kind of down at the bottom of the steps, you've got two guards there right around like second 55, the two who are frontmost. The one on the left, that looks like that is, again, utility stunt player Ben Bray, who is playing the guard over there, and Ray Siegel is the guard on screen right, also a utility stunt player as uh, as they tend to be uh, with these particular roles. They were the two easiest ones to to pinpoint. Once they get farther back, I couldn't quite tell who they were, but those are the two right there in the in the forefront. Now, I, I have done this with uh, some of our other guests and people on the show, Eric, but uh, Farhan Tahir, you may recognize him from some other roles, but uh, are you familiar with the IMDb game where they... Uh, try to guess the four movies that show up as the four movies um, on an actor's page that I guess IMDb says represents them. I, I can, I, I totally understand what, yeah, what you're saying. Well, so, so it's always fun to try guessing what these movies are. So with Ferranta here, I don't know how familiar you are or Pete uh, with uh, his particular career, but if you guys had to guess what movies would show up in the four movies that IMDb says represent his career, what would you guess those movies are? And as has been proven time and time again, it's not always the films that are the most popular uh, or the most financially successful. You know, I got to go all in on uh, Star Trek 2009. Yeah, that's the yeah, only one I got, too. And that is his number one, yeah. actually. Oh, as well, Captain Captain Robow. As it should be. Any other guesses? Well, I'm going to say this one. Good guess. Yes, Iron Man is number two. <laughs> Okay. He's an actor who I I know I've seen in other things, but it's hard for me to pinpoint what those are. Number three is actually Elysium. He played President Patel (laughs) 
in Elysium. Well, so I I know I I can't think of another movie, but he was in a show that I uh, I really liked. He was one of the menacing board members on in Warehouse 13, and I know he's been in a lot of stuff other than that. But I was just a big fan of that show. It was super fun, and uh, and so I know he's there. But I can't think for the life of me what other movies he has been in. Well. I've seen this other movie that he was in. I quite like the lead actor. I, I guess I just didn't think of it, but it is actually Charlie Wilson's War. What? Yeah, with uh, Tom Hanks, Julie Roberts, Philip Seymour Hoffman. He plays Brigadier Rashid in that film. Well, that's not a... I, I could never have done that. I could never have picked that. <laughs> I would never have <laughs> that guessed that either. That is not a thing I would have come up with. But uh, yes, you're right. He's been in a lot of stuff. He has 84 credits on IMDb, including some that he's uh, working on right now. He was in a lot of TV. He just was in the 12 Monkeys TV series. And he did a couple episodes of Scandal and Prison Break and American Crime. And so he's definitely a guy who gets around and stays busy, which is great. Yeah, that's awesome. So... And this is, I mean, this is a big cliffhanger, right? Because he comes into the room and doesn't say anything at the end of this minute. It's it. That's the end. He just comes in and we cut. Like, we, nothing happens after this, as far as we know, until tomorrow. Right, right. It's the curse of our cliffhanger. He may come in, look at them, and walk <laughs> out. It's, it's right. <laughs> His next line is, anyone fancy a tickle? And that's, the, that's how this movie totally pivots. You'll never see it coming. <laughs> oh, this should have been called Tickle uh, Man. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> that has to be one of like the worst superheroes, Tickle Man. Any, anyone want to? Tickle? I'd like to imagine that Tickle Man's a villain, though, because that's just that's just torture. That's pure torture. <laughs> oh no, it is a great end to the minute. Yeah, I, I love this uh, this reveal of Raza. He's been building for twenty nine minutes so far um, with bits and pieces, uh, always mysterious. And finally, we get this moment. And it's interesting. It, like, there have been other moments where I feel like he probably has seen stuff happening on the screen that he should have questioned. Uh, <laughs> but it's finally, <laughs> finally this moment when he sees Tony trying out this, this leg contraption, uh, part of his suit that is going to be uh, for his leg. That is the moment that finally pushes him over the edge where he's going to come in and confront Tony personally. That's right. Enough is officially enough. And uh, that's <laughs> right. perfect. No more fun and games and arguments about darks and lights. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, one thing I'm curious about is the uh, like the second 33, 36-ish there with uh, Abu looking through the little hole. And he says something, but I mean, why, why is that? I mean, I, I can understand looking through the hole, just seeing what's up, making sure nothing crazy is going to be on you other side around the other side of the door but uh for all of them to come through but what what he's giving tony and uh the translation that i i did get translated from uh, reddit of course he is he's screaming out to them he says prisoners mm. so i think mm -hmm. really it's just a moment of of uh getting their attention to make sure that they know that they need to be in position for <laughs> when these guys come in they've got to he's got to take off his goggles he's got to get himself ready What's interesting about that, that you pointed it out, we've got the moment um, right after that, that that Pete had already called out when Tony looks up from his yeah, uh, oh, yeah. welding that he's doing. The way that Tony looks, like the direction that he's looking, is over Yinsen's shoulder. So it looks like Yinsen is between Tony and the door where he's looking at Abu. Yet when we cut to the shot after the door opens, Tony is on... Uh, screen right and Yinsen is on screen left. Mm -hmm. There is no way that that actually lined up. And uh, so it's it's an interesting little 
bit of editing uh, work, I guess, that they did there to uh, to make that cut together where you don't notice it. But when you are looking at it minute by minute, you yeah. start seeing these things. Plus, Tony obviously had to put his welding away very quickly, put his torch out, take his goggles off, take, I mean, look at the gloves he's wearing. He's got those those serious, like, those welder's gloves on. Again, compressing time. This probably took 15 minutes to make this transition and once again demonstrates what a cheap and slipshod production Iron Man was. <laughs> it was very independent. That's right. Marvel, Marvel independent an movie. <laughs> uh, they don't have those Russo budgets yet. No, not yet. Uh, not quite. Not quite. Oh, uh, man. Anything else for this minute, you guys? Um, the only other thing is is the goggles that you that you've mentioned a couple of times now and 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 uh, you even said uh watchmen related to watchmen and that that'd be a night owl thing and it's an, and a thing over there that we talked about that we loved the idea that uh night owl doesn't have to do the uh blackening of the eyes because he wears goggles he doesn't have to do the blackening of the eyes that is a big problem for batman all like superheroes yeah. yeah batman particularly well, especially in uh the one that the one that the batman guys are doing right now batman returns It'll, I'm sure they'll they'll touch on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Near, near the end, when he takes his off his uh, cowl, and all of a sudden he doesn't have any black paint or anything. I like how even for Lego Batman, I know this oh, is yeah. a total departure for this particular minute, but even and I'm talking about the physical like little Lego Batman toy that you have. You got the Bruce Wayne face, and then the other side of it is the Batman face, and it just has a black bar across your little Lego guy. Or no, it's a white, white bar, bar because yeah, yeah, because when you push the little Batman mask on him, it uh, it lines up perfectly. But I like how they have to do it that way, even for the little Batman. Toy. That's really funny. All right, well, uh, Eric. Thank you so much again for joining us for this particular minute of Iron Man. Well, we're going to be back for one more minute with you. Uh, but where can guests find you in the meantime? Uh, yeah, uh, again, uh, to find me personally, uh, my Twitter handle is Lucky Mustard. And actually, like uh, things on Instagram, it's Lucky Mustard Dean, I-N-G at the end. Fantastic. Well, uh, that's it, everybody, for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the show for free at marvelmovieminute.com. Join us over in our Discord chat room. And, of course, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Next Reel. And if you like what we do and you want to support us and get some cool stuff, become a patron over at patreon.com slash The Next Reel. Until next time, true believers. <laughs>